Blog Talk Radio. With God's name, the merciful benefactor, the merciful redeemer, we bear witness that there is no God but God, and Muhammad is God's messenger, the messenger of God. Uh, this is your host, John Nasheed, hosting uh, Blog Talk Radio from the beautiful city of Mirachel, New York. We welcome you. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, once again, my website is New Mind Development Project or nm-dp.com. Uh, please check us out. And uh, last week, I believe we were talking on part two of the creation of the intellect on Earth. Uh, Adam the Khalifa, or Adam the ruler, our Adam the intellect. And uh, this week we'll be talking about uh, the development of natural leadership. And uh, this is most certainly a blessing from God. And uh, if you listen to the program the last couple of weeks, we realized that uh, Adam or the intellect was, or Adam from, created from dust, evolved over a period of time. And God had made mention to the angels that uh I, this is God, he said, I will create, I am about to create a ruler in the earth, Khalifa. <clears throat> and uh, prior to that, uh, man was made of the dust of the earth, formed into shape from clay and, you know, fired or formed uh, by the trials and tribulations of Satan. And, and God decided that he was going to create one who had the kind of intellect that could look at his creation and derive information and be the leader over the creation, create to equip them with a, a mind and senses, five senses and things of that nature. And the purpose was for man to evolve into his highest excellence from the material into the spiritual. And uh, this is where pretty much we're going to take it up from this week, the development of natural leadership. And I'd just like to say this before we start, that this is inherent in all human beings, meaning that this is a part of what all human beings have, these developments that we're talking about here. It's a natural process if Satan was on, wasn't on the scene to uh, distract us and cause problems for us. It just would be something natural that all of us would evolve over a period of time. And what really is hurting us today is we see our young people out of their natural form and uh, going contrary to God's will. So quite nicely, God sends his His messenger, and he sends him as a prophet to mankind, and the purpose is to guide us on the straight path. And that's Salato Musnaki, the path that leads us back to our origin, the origin of our human nature. And when we come into that human nature, then quite nicely we come into the leadership. And if we see by the construction of the creation of the human form, then God is speaking to us right in that form. Because God reminds us to read, to acquire knowledge, read in the name of our Lord who created, created all of creation, and also created man, created the mind of man, the physical body of man. And read that also and come to some better understanding of how we are constructed and once we understand our construction, then we can right now you see our purpose. But addressing the two great leaders, uh, Father Adam 
and Father Ibrahim. And as we mentioned, Father Adam is our beginning, starting from the dust of the earth, and Father Ibrahim is our highest development uh, on the scale of seven. Uh, Father Ibrahim or Abraham is that highest development. And once we reach that point, that is heaven, then the human being is in heaven. You know, heaven is a state of mind as hell is a state of mind. And God reminds us that how we leave this earth is how we enter into the afterlife. So if we're in hell in this life, then quite naturally we're going to be in hell in the afterlife. And same thing about heaven. We're in heaven in this life, and quite naturally we're going to be in heaven in the afterlife. And God knows best. So father means leader or to further, to further something, to further your family, to further your community, to further your society, furthering meaning making more progress. In other words, wherever you are, then your child quite naturally should be far greater than you because he's advancing society. His leadership is needed in society. But when we look at and see our children suffering today because of natural leadership, not natural leadership in the child, but natural leadership in his father and his uncle and the citizens of this world, men and women. So if we had good fathers or good leaders, then quite naturally we have good children. So don't blame it on the children. The children are shooting and using drugs and killing each other, etc. We have to put that in its proper place. It's the leadership in the society, not necessarily a father, physical biological father, he might be a good man and so the mother. But the strongest influence is in the greater society. Quite naturally God knows best. To understand that man means mind, as our leader Imam Warthi Muhammad taught us, and I'd just like to remind you that I'm a student of the school of the language of Imam Warthi Muhammad. <clears throat> and to understand that man means mind is to realize that your own self obligates you. Your own self obligates you to be a leader over yourself first. How are you going to be a leader in the world if you can't be a leader in yourself? See, leaders are formed over a period of time, starting from childhood, you know, and play and recreation and school and, you know, things of that nature. Then children develop. One always kind of ride or rise up above others, but each one in their own right is a leader over themselves. Now, this one would be the leader of the group. You know, we watch on television uh, nature films, and you see the little lion cubs playing, pouring with each other and knocking each other around. They're preparing themselves for life, and actually what they're doing is discovering their leader. And they already know from children who the leader of that pride, I believe they call it, or that group of lion cubs, they already know who the leader is going to be. They know the strongest one, the most fit one, is going to be the leader of that group. And this is also not in the animal stage, but drawing along, uh, progressing along in our development as children in the human sense, then we can almost spot. We pretty much know the best from amongst us. And this is why we are taught that we should pick our imam or pick the one to lead our prayer 
as the best one from amongst us. And uh, God knows best. God knows what we know not. God gives us many signs of the responsibility of leadership. Actually, there's signs all around us. But one sign is more important than others that we can't for we can't get away from. We just can't get away from this particular sign, and that's the head, the head on the body. And when you look at the head on the body and, and how it's positioned, it's positioned at the top of the body. And uh, if we just understand that structure, we can see in our government here in the United States of America, or we can see in the leader of our prayers, the head is always in front of the body or on top of the body. The President of the United States, he sits in the White House, his head or consisting of his whole staff is on the top of the body, which is us, the citizens. And behind the imam is the community, which is the body. And the fard prayer, which is fard, which is obligatory. But once he completes his obligatory prayer, then he joins the body. So what is that telling him? That's telling him he's not a permanent head of the body. God is. He's just representing that position for that particular prayer. God knows best. So the head, know yourself and yourself will set you free. <clears throat> the greatest creation of God is the intellect. So knowledge is very, 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 very important. Actually, uh, a Muslim uh, without knowledge is, is not really in his being. Because if you don't have knowledge, you really not what God created you to be. He created you to be one of knowledge. He created you to be a Khalifa. And a Khalifa is an intellect. And so if you don't know yourself, then how in the world would you ever be free? You have to know yourself first to look out into God's vast creation to understand his purpose. A lot of people ask the question even right now. What did God create me for? What is my purpose? There's so many people on this earth that don't even realize what their purpose is. And some people will say, well, your purpose is to worship God. But how do we worship God? By making ritual uh, prayers or salah? That's an that's exercise, yes, that's a ritual. But the real worship of God is being and performing in the nature that God created. You, put, you can't worship God any better than that because God is your creator. He made your form. He made your purpose. And once you fulfill every obligation that God has put upon you, you are in complete worship, just like the lion, the tiger, the trees, the wind, the air. They are in worship right now. And as long as they are fulfilling that obligation, God placed the head on top of the body uh, where all leadership should be, on the top. It should be representing the body. It shouldn't be there for the purpose of taking advantage of the body. No, it should be there for the purpose of governing and leading the body. The head uh, is where the brain is the mind for our thinking or the symbol of a thinking, rational mind and free will. God gave us a great blessing that he didn't give every creation. 
He gave us the creation of limited free will to observe and use our willpower to accept or reject. And this is the kind of leader that God wants in his universe. He wants a leader that will submit their will to do his will out of the freedom of their will. And as we mentioned in the other segment, uh, the angel, uh, the angels, uh, they don't have free will, but they were doing everything God wanted them to do. But God didn't want them to act out of uh, act out of instinct or what He had created them to be. He wanted them to have the freedom to either accept or reject. So this is the head. This is the leadership in man. This is the free will that God created in each and every human being. This is inherent in the very nature of the creation of human life. But we have to evolve to it. We have to evolve to the higher understanding that God wants for each and every one of us. When we open up the Quran with the right mind and the right heart, the Quran speaks to us. If we don't enter into the Quran with the right mind and the right heart and the right spirit, the Quran says nothing to us, nothing in the way of God. It speaks to us exactly what we're looking for. And uh, in most cases, that's not the correct thing. On the other, on the head of the leadership is our five senses. These are five sensitive windows. Uh, consciously observing the universe, uh, left free to benefit the inquiring mind, the five senses. This is a great blessing to have five senses. But where are these five senses placed? They're placed right on our head. I mean, if you don't see another human being, you look in the mirror and you see your eyes, that's a sense. You see your nose, another sense. Mouth, your ears, and your feeling, your skin, feeling. Five senses right here. That's government. That's the way governments are constructed. You have the head of the state, you have the body, and you have the intelligence that's working along with the head. It goes out and it gets information and brings that information back to the head so the head can make intelligent decisions. Right in the construction of God. And we marvel over maybe governments or people or whatever the case, but where did they get their design? They all got their design from God. And this is a blessing that God gives us. He said, this is uh, five senses. Uh, we acquire knowledge consciously observing the universe, acquiring knowledge of the universe and bringing that knowledge back home, evaluating the knowledge and putting it into the form that would benefit us or quieting the inquiring mind. This is scientific, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. And there's other ways that the human being acquire knowledge, and this is for the blessed people, blessed people who have been blessed by God. We all have the capacity for it, but if we're not blessed, we won't receive it. It's intuitive knowledge. The knowledge that comes from within the soul, it just speaks to us. You know, this is our dear Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He, as he informed, he wasn't able to read. 
Uh, he said, read in the name of thy Lord. The angel told him to read. He said, I can't read. Read. I can't read. I can't read. I think it was three times he said it. And then God revealed the Quran on his heart. And then intuitively his heart revealed the information to his intellect, his mind. And we know that had to happen because when Prophet Muhammad was revealing information about the womb of a woman, scientifically nobody knew anything about what was in the womb and how the baby grew in the womb and how it developed from flesh and bone and skin and things of that nature. It had to be intuitive knowledge. It had to be God speaking to his heart and his heart speaking to his intelligence. God knows that. So I'm saying this to say that we are well equipped. It's just that, that Shaitan takes us away from what God has created in each and every one of us. And remember this, that the mind is a terrible thing to waste. And Satan is constantly 24-7 trying to get you to waste your mind, to just waste your mind on foolish things, on drugs and alcohol and loose women and loose men and blowing your paycheck and things of that nature. We should put our mind in constructive things for the betterment of ourselves, our family, our community, and society in general. If the mind don't work, then you have no sense. And you can't make sense out of nonsense. Keep that in mind. Our first father, Adam, was created from dust. And he was formed from mud. And he was shaped, put into his form, his final form by fire. You see, three stages of development from ignorance to enlightenment. And uh, we know that dust is... Uh, emotional stage of man coming up. First of all, we're in an emotional stage, and then our life become a little more solidified by putting water with that dust. And water is also the spiritual and the material mixed together, solidifying the form of man. And this is metaphorical language we're talking here, not actually mud and water, but metaphorically speaking. And this is being formed, and then uh, how this form comes into the sound, the sounding clay, the mud being the clay and formed into shape, and the fire is what causes this form to make a sound. It's a beautiful thing when we really look at it. And this is development of stages. In other words, the emotional man, he didn't speak the language of God, but eventually he spoke the language of God. So Satan, Allah said, get you down all, the earth will be your home in your place of trial for a time. He's speaking to Adam, his mate, and Satan. So Satan right now is putting fire on the human being in this life, you know, to cause that human being to form into the shape that God wants for him. So that's the purpose of Satan. Satan has no power over us. He only has what we give him. But it's the fire that is necessary to bring that form or that clay into a form, sounding clay, and God knows best. Our father Abraham was searching for light. Light means understanding, understanding of God. He didn't know God. He only felt the presence of God in his soul, like the early companions of Prophet Muhammad, his wife, uh, Khadija, uh, Abu Bakr, some of the others, they were Hanifa. 
they never gave themselves to pagan worship, uh, but they knew in their soul that God existed. Prophet Muhammad came back and said to some of them that he he was the prophet of God. They said, well, who else, who else would you be? <laughs> they didn't have any problem with that because they knew his characteristic. He agreed with what was in their soul. So this is Abraham. Abraham said that he was not a Jew or Christian. He said that he was one who submits his will to do God's will. And what is that? That's a Muslim. And that was well before Prophet Muhammad's time. But anybody who submits their will to do God's will, we call a Muslim. I mean, if you're a Christian, you might call him a Christ, Christ person. Uh, we call it Muslim. And that means one who submits their will to do God's will. So don't get confused about there's a lot of different religions, and so this is what I do. And that. No, you do what you want, but there's only one way of life for God. And that way of life is anyone, any who submits their will to do God's will. That's your deen. That's your religion. That's your way of life. Call yourself a Christian, Jew, Buddhist, whatever you will. We call ourselves Muslim, but Muslim means one who submits his will to do the will of God. Just like a person says that they are Christ-like. Christ is not the name of Jesus. Christ is what Jesus is. He submitted his will to do God's will. God knows best. He came to know God by observing the heavens, the universe. This is Abraham, Father Abraham, alayhi uh, salam. He says he came to know God by observing the heavens, the sun, the moon, the stars. Scientifically, these beautiful great lights in the heavens. And he was attracted, Abraham was attracted to, to the light. You know, when you have that intuitiveness about you. You know, it's just things that nature speaks to you. Automatic. I mean, everybody looks to the light. You know, even a blind man, he he can't see, but it, he looks for light, and he keeps his eyes focused towards that light. And he was looking. But he wasn't just looking at the light. He was studying, studying the light. He was searching for God. He left the darkness of paganism under his father in, in Iran, in Iraq, excuse me, and he left. Uh, he didn't worship idols, and he went out seeking, finding God. And he saw the sun, the moon, and the stars. And just to make it short, when all of these great lights finally set, something in his nature rejected them all. and said, God, don't set. That's one thing he knew. He didn't know God as we know God today, but one thing he knew that if it was God, it didn't set. So Abraham came to know Allah, or God, as the creator of all creations, not only the big life. This was the biggest example that he saw in the universe, but what about the trees and the grass and everything that comes up out of the earth? He came to know by analyzing and deducing an analogical deduction with his rational mind, his rational facility, he came to know that this is God. God don't set, and God is the creator of all things created. And this is why I say to some people who 
believe that Jesus is God, that if you believe that Jesus is a creation as a physical body, then quite naturally that eliminates him because he said, you will sense anything physical will set. And God is a creator of all things created. God is one. His creation belongs to his oneness. So when we say Allah is one, we're not just talking about a form that we see as one, like a form, an entity. No, anything that God created belongs to his oneness. All human beings are one human family created for the purpose of worshiping God in their very nature. And uh, by our natural existence and serving mankind, regardless of race, religion, or station in life, by our natural existence, to serve God, by our natural existence, and servicing mankind regardless of race, religion, or station of life, in life. Whether you're rich or whether you're poor, it doesn't make a difference. We are still talking about leadership, its development, the development of natural leadership in a human being. And we're not going to be able to conclude this, but we're going to take it a, a step further next week, and we're going to talk about the seven developments in the ascension, the mitraj, and... Uh, of uh, our dear Prophet Muhammad as he ascended, evolved into the highest excellence for human life. We'll deal with that next week. But we'd like to conclude here by mentioning that Abraham was the father of Ishmael and Isaac. Abraham, the father of Ishmael and Isaac. Ishmael, he went to the line of Prophet Muhammad and Isaac to uh, Jesus and Moses. Moses first, Jesus second. That's Isaac, the children of, of, uh, of, uh, excuse me, father. Abraham was the father of Ishmael, Ishmael, and Isaac. Isaac, uh, we know he was the, the father of uh, Jacob, I believe it was, and that was the line of Moses and Jesus. Jesus was also one of the children of Israel, and Ishmael the Prophet Muhammad, and the Muslim life, all brothers of the same father, keep in mind, and the same faith. So there is no difference in faith. All faith is the same. And when the children of uh, Israel failed in their mission, Jesus went back to try to bring them back to the course, and then his way of life, the way of life of Moses, the way of life that Jesus was uh, speaking of, it had gotten distorted, and we know it was off track, and someone stepped in and created a religion called Christianity. It got off course, and God raised up the, the uh, children of Ishmael, and Prophet Muhammad being one of them, and the Muslims in the city of Mecca, and they took over the leadership after the children of Israel. And remember, this is the same movement working from the same father, Abraham, and uh, God knows best. So now, the time that we are living in right now, Prophet Muhammad came over 1,400 years ago, 1,435 years maybe, and he came for the purpose 
of putting man back on the cross, the cross that Moses and Jesus went after mankind. All of the prophets came for that purpose. And now we have our dear prophet Muhammad and his following right now working to put man back on cross. We don't have any spirit with any material interest. We only have the interest that God commissioned us for is the work in the service of mankind to bring mankind back to his origin for the pleasure of God and God alone. So we thank you for being with us this half hour, and we'll see you next week. We're going to talk about the, the ascension uh, of the intellect in heaven, the seven levels from Adam, Father Adam, to Father Ibrahim. So may God bless you and your family. Peace.